Everything's under control. Situation normal. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I am your host, as usual, Steve Sesnick. And this week, I'm joined by Dominic DiCarlo down in Tampa. What's up, man? Hey, Steve. How's it going? It's going all right. Um, it looks like it's just be me and you for this part of the episode. I think uh, Carlos may be able to join us later, but uh, Dom and I here are going to cover what we can for you for a little bit. So, um, all right. What do you, well, let's start off with the beers, man. What do you got to drink tonight? I'm actually drinking, uh, uh, excuse me, not yingling, not yingling tonight. Uh, I went a little bit fancier, a little bit more classic. Not not fancy, fancy, but new Belgium fat tire. Oh, yeah. Staple. I, I, I love a fat tire. Fat tire is one of my favorites. Eminently drinkable. Delicious. Yep. So uh, I'm enjoying that very much. Oh, I, I uh, it's funny you mentioned yingling because I am currently sitting here kill, killing a youngling. Oh, as we, as yeah. we say. We've like so, switched. We switched spots we, or something. We switched roles this evening. Yeah, I, I, I I've decided to go with a. I, I was. I just had to stop at the gas station and grab something. So yes, exactly. <laughs> that's usually my. That's usually what I do. So that's, yeah, yeah. And the gas station I chose apparently had a pretty poor selection. So I went with the Yingling. <laughs> Although I think I've mentioned this before, but I usually go to. I, I either go to a gas station or I go to the twenty uh, to the twenty four hour liquor store that is down the block, like literally a block yeah. away from where I live. Oh, nice. That's been open since Prohibition. Uh, like classic Florida, giant neon sign, mm. independently run liquor store. It's in uh, Tiger King. Um, oh, it's in Tiger couple, Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in several. It's actually in several TV shows. That's movies. funny. Yeah, the liquor store literally blocked from my house. That's great. Definitely, you know, just screams Florida. Yeah, that, that that's awesome. Florida neon lights, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's the alcohol for the evening. But <laughs> um, all right. So this week, uh, you know, we're going to talk about resistance and uh, uh, points updates in the first half here and maybe a little bit about uh, the first uh, galaxies or galactic championship, whatever they're calling it. Uh, the Corellia world that happened this past weekend that I played in. So um that was good times and uh and i i do highly suggest if uh if you were have been on the fence about playing in uh in the uh, gsp galaxies uh tournament series that uh, go ahead and do it it's fun i mean being able to spend a whole day playing x-wing you know kind of makes you feel like you're a little bit like you're going back you know going to a regular tournament um and uh from the comfort of your home so it's uh it's pretty nice <laughs> So, Dom, you were signed up for the next one, correct? Uh, I believe it's the London time zone. Correct. I am not remembering the name off the top of my head. Right? Is it Ryloth or Dag- Dagoboth or Ryloth? One of those I don't two. think I either remember. of those is on the list. Uh- <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm getting confused. Let's ignore that. Yes, I am on the list, <laughs> as far as I know, unless I'm getting it wrong, for the one uh, that's uh, the first one in September, the next, second one on the list. Yeah. So I'm so, excited for that. So you will still be under the... Um, the the new points but no but no new ships yet because the next wave i think they just announced it yes the other day here is uh i believe coming out september 25th um and then that will be legal for the crate um planet uh for the galactic championship which is the new york time zone so um so yeah so here in a here in about a month or so a little over a month we'll we'll have some new brand new content um dathomir dathomir is the one you're playing in that's what it is yeah yeah so 
Uh, yeah, there Stan. is a Ryloth one. That's the Warsaw. Oh, there is. So Ry- I was okay. I was at least got one of them was on the list. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, so yeah. So anyways, I played in Corellia this week, and um, it was interesting. <laughs> I played. Uh, you know, my my. I'm not going to go in great detail, but you know, we'll kind of do a little bit of coverage here. I I played a first order list. I wanted to kind of get my feet wet with uh von reg since his points kind of went down and so i played uh major von reg with daredevil kylo with uh hate and scorch and lieutenant revis um so pretty simple list it's not i mean you could have played it before it's just a little bit cheaper now so you get a little bit of a bid i think i had a a four point bid i was at like 196 i think Mm -hmm. so um so it was nice to be able to play play that list with a little bit of a bid um it's got a lot of really nice synergies um, just because, you know, Kylo is, is you know, happy taking target locks uh, all the time. And Von Reg obviously is taking target locks all the time. And um, so, you know, Revis is kind of getting his choice of target locks. And, uh, and then also whenever ships get stressed or whatever else, he gets target locks. Um, he, you know, Revis is, is, is pretty good. He's actually surprisingly effective. And then Scorch uh, was basically just another hitter. So he could kind of kind of slow, slow roll his way into the fight and, uh, and use three dice, um, which was kind of the point with him. So, um, but yeah, I did okay. I, do, I went three and three. Um, and partially because I had one rep with the, exactly one rep with the list before the tournament. <laughs> uh-huh. And, um, you know, I was just, I was mostly kind of using it as a way to get some practice with the first order. I'm, I'm I want to, my, my kind of goal right now is to play a little bit more first order, um, with, with the, the new G shuttle coming out. Um, yep. I, I think there's going to be some interesting list building options there. So, uh, I, I want to get a little bit more, practice under my belt with the first order i've been playing a lot of imperial for the for the past you know year or so so it's it's kind of try something new a little bit um now the winner of that tournament uh was bohan lee um and he is playing uh what may end up being the new kind of uh meta defining list um we'll see but it's uh Six Petronaki Arena Ace Nantexes. Uh, those are the I-4 versions. Uh, and he was playing them all with Crackshot and three of them with Predator. So there's there was a number of other um, Nantex lists in this tournament. Uh, there was a couple of uh, six Nantex lists. There was a few uh, Grievous and Nantexes. So, uh, or there's one here, it's like Gorgle and... Uh, so it's still six Nantexes, but one of them is Gorgal. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of different versions. Nobody played really the same version. Um, here's another one with like four of the Stalgassan Hive Guards and uh, and two Skakoan Aces. So so there's a lot of different ways to to play this type of list at the moment. Um, people are ex- obviously experimenting. So we don't know what really the the final form of this is going to be, but it's uh, it's it, it will start condensing itself, I'm sure, as <laughs> as time goes on here a little bit. But uh, but yeah, six of um, six of these guys is it's it's a lot, man. <laughs> I mean, six I, like a six I four uh i i four swarm essentially is i don't know i think that's that's is there anything else that can play four i four or six i fours 
I can't Ooh, think of anything. I don't think so. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's huge. That's huge. And actually, like, you know, as much as this is like a the sky's falling moment for for a lot of people, you know, um, I'm you know I'm not a skeptic, but I'm also not a sky is falling kind of person. I yeah. I I like the idea of of having these mid initiative lists, you know, I, I think it's cool that they have kind of their moment in the sun, to be honest. Like there's something yeah. neat about that, but yeah, yeah no four six I fours is kind of, kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. And, um, mostly be just because it's, it's a huge advantage for on a, in a swarm on swarm scenario. For sure. uh, and that was, you know, that was kind of an advantage that the sinker swarm had for a while is, is that it was all I twos. So it was able to shoot and, and initiative kill, uh, other swarms that were running more I-1s and stuff like that. It was also an advantage for the Imperial Swarm, um, TIE, tie Swarms, because um, granted it was a mixture of, because it was all unique guys, but it was a lot of I-4s and 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 even and, you know an I-5, at least one I-5, if not two, I think. So you had, you had a lot of initiative in that list and you could, you could PS kill other, other swarms. So you know, it's definitely an advantage in in that in that sense. Um, it doesn't really matter against aces because an ace doesn't, you know, a five or a six doesn't care if you're a four or a one. It's the same thing. So, well, one thing that I think is also notable on the, the initiative side of things is like, yeah, they're they're i fours, which is which is awesome against other swarms. But one of the disadvantages of having a higher initiative against another swarm, obviously, is getting blocked, and these guys don't care about that as much because of yes. their broken ship ability. So yeah, that's that's the other <laughs> the other side of this because because I don't I don't know that this would be such a so bad um, if if it weren't for the the built in ship ship ability, which I what's it called pinpoint tractor array or something like that. Um. So the. the you know the fact that pinpoint tractor raid does not have the word fully execute um, a maneuver yes. is is huge and yep. that's what I ran into so so I was on the bubble for the cut going into the last round and um, actually had really good MOV and if I had won that I, I went back and did the math if I had won that game by twenty one MOV I would have made the cut Oof. so. Uh, and Oof. the guy that and the guy that the guy I played against who was playing an Antex list, it was um, he was playing Grievous and four of the uh, Petronaki aces, um, all with, I think all with uh, Predator, and oh yeah, all with Predator and Gravitic deflection, which mm, is yeah. also a disgusting upgrade in mass. So yeah, that's gross. <laughs> um, it suddenly makes that whole track being tractor thing not that big a deal when you get um minimum of one if not two re-rolls on every de defensive mod yep. um so it, it's 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 pretty it's pretty good um but anyways he, he uh it was a, it was it was one of those games and and he actually ended up coming in 33rd so he missed the cut by three mov because i took half points on his grievous right at, uh, towards the end of the game nice <laughs> yeah nice so um so so i felt felt a little bad for him on, on that on that regard but um you did not feel bad not Do really not lie nah. <laughs> in private but he that was like the one thing he was happy about <laughs> sorry sorry if that guy's listening to the podcast <laughs> um but anyways yeah it's it's uh it's rough man because i think there was at one there was one point in the game 
uh, where I blocked. I mean, I, I blocked because I, I, I had Revis out there as a one, and I think I even took initiative so that Scorch could move ahead of them. Um, Scorch got blown up pretty quickly, so that didn't matter too much. But Revis had a number of blocks, and uh, I think there was even one point where he blocked at least two or three of them at the same on the same round, and they and they literally just kind of death blossomed so it's like they bump into him and then just barrel roll out and spin their and spin their arcs at him and he was just and he, and he just died he just blew up yeah um now qu- quick quick rules question i mean yeah. i realized that it, it, it wasn't really relevant because of exactly the situation you described uh revis was getting target locks when they took tractor tokens right or had the opportunity yes. to take target locks okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and actually i actually forgot that in the first like three or four turns of the game just because i I had gotten so used to basically just stress or target lock causing it because yep, there's not many exactly. things that take you know, um, orange tokens. Uh, so I just hadn't, I didn't think about it. And then I think we were, which it didn't, at that point in the game, it didn't matter. It, I think I, I got, he got his locks from other methods. Um, but at some point I think I, it triggered in my head. I was like, Oh wait, he does get a lock for orange tokens. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I did remember that at some point in the game. So it's, that is one thing to keep in mind, obviously, if you're playing Revis um, against these guys <laughs> and, and can be very useful, obviously, because that, that means he, that means yeah. he really gets his target lock whenever he yes, wants. Yes, exactly. So. <laughs> I mean, the only other orange token. Okay. So it's tractor beam is weapons disabled, orange or red. It's orange. It's orange. So or, weapons disabled, and is there anything else? Uh, an ion token would set it off because that's a red token. Um, yeah, I was just thinking if there strain, are, you mentioned there are deplete. not that many other orange tokens, and I was just wondering what other orange tokens are there. Um, Tangent, but I was just, I think yeah, it's just yeah. those two. Is it just those two? I feel like there's some other ones, but right, oh, jam whatever. tokens, jam tokens, jam. Yeah. Yep. So there, there's other tokens out there that cause it, but they don't come up that often, and um, so it's, it's playing a list that. It, where it comes up on an, every turn is unusual sure. um so <laughs> but yeah so anyways it's uh it's not a f- it's not the funnest list to play against uh <laughs> I'll, I'll say so we'll see we'll see what happens i mean i don't think it's an unbeatable list i think i approached it poorly um in the start of that game and uh and then was just kind of doubly punished for it by the by the whole fully execute thing being kind of an issue and um mm-hmm. stuff like that because because they could also you know just run into you if you're in if they're if you're in their way like with with an ace or something um that isn't hasn't moved yet they can just run into you and you know booster barrel off of you or get install or still rotate their their arc um so even though they don't get their focus action that they primarily take um they, you know he did have predator so that helped him out a couple times and and primarily it was just being able to make sure he got his arc on something um you know just being able to get dice on stuff and it doesn't always work out but but having a shot is way better than not having a shot so yeah i don't think it's yeah exactly i mean i don't again i don't think it's the sky's falling kind of thing but i will say with the big caveat that i have not actually played against the list on the table yet so yeah we'll see how it goes i yeah i I think the big thing is like is that the, the turret movement you know issue right um if you're if you're playing against someone who doesn't know how to fly the list very well he's going to get himself into trouble um yeah you you know if you if you're aware of what he has to do you can exploit that right so Mm -hmm. um those are all factors yeah you need a lot of um practice with with the turrets and like 
your movement based on where your turret currently is since since you can't do your trick if you need to use that turret like you so so there is a, a fair bit of practice that goes into that and understanding that that whole process um pretty intrinsically but it it's you know it's definitely once they get used to it, it it's it feels playing against it feels pretty gross you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it's it's just it feels like it's basically doing what it wants um against you and you're you're kind of helpless to do anything about it um so you know you're you're what you're trying to do is is and this is where the gravitic def- deflection really came into play was there were i just couldn't get i was i was i think i had one of them down to like one hull for like three quarters of the game and i couldn't kill it Ouch. um because it was like my red dice went a little bit cold and then he was just getting re-rolls for days so it, it just it just wouldn't die <laughs> Um, and then he had Grievous in the list, of course, with Solus one and whatnot. So he was getting, um, a fair bit of Grievous. So every single ship in that list was getting defensive rerolls. And yeah. Bo- if, if, if nothing else, Boba has taught us that defensive rerolls are very powerful. And well, um, I love my girl chess. Yeah. 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 That's, that, that's the thing is like, there's, there's so few things in the game that can get defensive rerolls and being able to actually create a spam list that can do it uh, is is actually pretty pretty gross that is that is gross <laughs> yeah so now granted i think he was the only person in the, in the tournament playing gravitic deflection i think all the other versions of the list were not playing it oh to get ready though <laughs> yeah yeah but but other, other people will 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 probably try it out and it, it may end up becoming part of the f- final form list so to speak um but we'll see so well and this is the downside this is one of the downsides of online play in in a, in a past era you could be sure that there was some sort of natural cap on the amount of people who would go out and buy six Nantex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> not so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't remember. I, I think I looked. I want to say there was maybe nine players total who had lists featuring uh, the Nantex, where it was at least four of them. Um, and then I think there were there were a number, a fair number of them in the cut. So, yeah, I don't know the Nantex numbers. I think Separatists overall was 18 in the tournament and six in the cut, which is pretty nuts. I mean, a third, you know. Yeah, and and I'm just going through and looking. I mean, a lot of these and most of them that were in the cut were the Nantex lists. So here's one, here's two. Here's one kind of regular, more regular droid swarm. Three. Four. Yeah, so there's four of them in the cut were you said four Nantex out of based. six, and you said there were six Nantex lists in the tournament. Is that what uh, you're no, there was. I think there was nine total in the tournament. Okay. Maybe little, maybe a little less than that. Somewhere around fifty percent cut rate is nuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was a you know, it's a good list, and it's gonna yeah. it's gonna go around. People are gonna play it. They're you know. Now, as people as it gets around more and people play against it, um, people will get better at playing against it. Come up with you know tech against it. Um, I don't think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely not a sky's falling moment. At least, uh, at least I'm reserving that judgment for the time. Right. Being. Right. Um, That's a fair way of putting it. Yeah. So, but it's a, uh, it's a powerful list and it's going to be out mm-hmm. there. So if, uh, if you're planning on playing in any, any of these galaxies, uh, galactic championships, um, definitely prepare to face this list. Cause I think there's going to be more of them in the next version of this tournament. <laughs> so um so yeah 
So, all right. Well, that was the, you know, our little, little bit of a roundup on that. The, uh, the first, uh, galactic championship. Um, we're going to talk now about the points update for the resistance. So, all right, Dom, let's get into it here. Uh, Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. This is, this is, this is Dom's Dom's baby. He's, he's a resistance guy. (laughs) Um, so I mean, for the last year or so, but yeah, I mean, for the last year and a half. I, I mean, yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I, the first time I met you, you were playing a resistance list. You're playing the five A's. Is that the first time we actually met in person? That was the first time we ever met in person. Yeah. Was it that hyperspace trial? No. And I beat you. That was great. Twice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was also playing resistance, but I was playing Poe and something else. My, my list was in no way prepared to deal with five A wings. Uh, <laughs> What's that? Beat me anyway in the final. Oh, yeah. Yeah. None of it counts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you lost to Travis, so there you go. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just yeah, it's not worth <laughs> it. Um, no, yeah, I was playing Resistance. No, I mean, I've been playing Resistance quite a bit. I, I think it, you know, I started as obviously a Rebel player in 1.0, and of course at the time that was Rebel Team Resistance. Yeah. And what, what we now know is Rebel Team Resistance. And um, I, I, the only other factions that I've even really played at all are like Fang Fighters from Scum and... Imperials. Imperials is probably my my third faction after Resistance Rebels. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest motivation for me to move to Resistance, like when we were playing, Steve, was that was a hyperspace tournament, was it not? Yeah, it was, it was the first se- hyperspace trials season. Right. And so the motivation was definitely like, oh, okay. Well, I can play all of the Resistance ships, and I can't play all my cool Rebel ships that I want to play. So yeah. I'm going to yeah. play Resistance. Yep. So, all right. Well, first up in the points changes here is the MG100 Star Fortress. Um, every single one of these got a point drop. Uh, all of them by two points, except the Cobalt Squadron Bomber, which just got one point. Uh, I think they wanted to keep it above the 50-point mark. It's down to 51, so you can't play four of them still. Yep. Um, and uh, but anyways... Um, yeah, you know, I, I think we've we've talked about the MG100 before, and I think um, Venny is the standout in this in this uh, particular ship. Um, so you know, Venny gets a two point drop down to fifty four. Uh, you know, I think he'll get some. He could, he could get, he could see some more play. I mean, he's he's another one who has a really good defensive ability, and you know when he can use when he's able to use his defensive ability effectively with the amount of health he has it's he's very hard ship to burn down so you know obviously not great as great against swarms because it um it's adding that focus result so he needs to have plenty of calculates or focuses lying around in order to do that against a against a swarm so that that's i think where his that's probably i think one of the reasons you haven't seen a lot of him um recently uh in general just because swarms have been fairly popular but Mm -hmm. um is there anything else in the mg100 that sticks out to you any of these other ships that uh you you think are kind of worth looking at no i mean i don't play much star fortress i didn't even at 1.0 and you know like i think a lot of these pilots seem pretty dead on arrival like even more so than some other things where like, you know, oh, if the points come down enough, like I play them, like a lot mm-hmm. of these are just, I don't even know if I would ever, like I'd have to, the points would have to be like the same, you know, it would have to be the same as, as, as basically like, or just, you're just paying for the initiative. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, like 
like yeah giving someone the rattle condition okay you give them an extra crit but like you have to get that ship with a bomb later yeah. in the game um you know all that sort of stuff um mm-hmm. now finch Dallow obviously was played in his old uh by his old name in 1.0 yeah um, and uh you know I, I i could see him coming back if bombs become big again yeah and and maybe with nantex who knows right proton bombs (laughs) yeah you know you never know right well i i mean eden uh eden's another one that i think is i mean because that's essentially like the old 1.0 um miranda thing you know (laughs) where you before when you could slam and then drop a bomb which is nuts right yeah 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 you could slam and do the action you know mine and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so you know he gets to move and then drop or launch uh a device uh, it's a device too so that means he can he can do mines um or bombs that or way launch wow he could or launch move it. and yeah. then trad tragedy simulator yeah so he he can basically that's actually kind of nuts yeah he can do like the old uh the old trick with um nim right because wasn't uh nim would nim used to at one point nim was able to like because it was an advanced sensors barrel roll or he something was able like that. To advanced sensors to yeah to hit you with the trajectory simulator. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so Eden, I think could I, it looks to me as the, to be the best bomb op, bomber option in here okay. if you really want to go fair. all out on bombs. Um, Venny also still good uh, at bombing, and, but also hyper defensive, so hard to get off the board. Um, so I, I think. Those are probably my top two options looking at this ship, but uh, but yeah, we'll see. So my only thing before we move on, I know there's not a lot to say about Star Fortresses, but um, I think veteran turret gunner coming down matters for these ships. Yes. Um, yeah. You know they have the native front arc and turret arc, so yeah. you you put the you hey three two double tapping, that's good all day long. Oh so, yeah. Um, yeah. You know for five points is it now right veteran turret gunner so yeah. You know, just slate, stable that on, in my opinion, and like a 59-point ship, yeah, you probably want to get more out of it than just that, but at least you're getting double taps out the front arc all day. So. Yeah. So, all right, well, moving down to the RZ-2 A-Wing, uh, the only change here was ZZ uh, went up one point to 41. Uh, I think that's a pretty well-deserved one-point increase. <laughs> ZZ's in- incredible. Um, yep. I, I don't think that's destroying any A-wing lists. Five A's are still nope. good, um, yep. and there's some new. There's some new. Uh, there's at least one new A-wing pilot coming out, so they're getting even more options for their for their little, you know, five merry, merry band of five A-wings. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, that's that they're one not point. hurting anyone. They're just A-wings. They're yeah, just being friendly. They're, yeah, they're just they're, friendly little A-wings. It's, it's fine. It's not like a gang or anything. It's just a little yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's party. not like a it's not like a gang that just constantly rolls two attack two two hits every time. Um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, so down to the uh, scavenged YT thirteen hundred. Uh, these all received a drop. Um, all of them two points except the resistance sympathizer, which is only down one point. Uh, I think the big deal here is obviously Ray. Um, Ray down is down to 60. Ray was already getting use at 70. So now 68, you save a few more points. Um, you, you get a, you get another toy to stick in the list or where you have a little more options to, you know, for uh, buddies to bring along with her. I mean, I, you know, Ray, Ray was, I was a little surprised by this and say, the same way I was a little surprised by Han going down. I, I didn't, particularly see a reason for this ship for um at least not for ray or han to go down 
um, when I say Han, I mean Rebel Han. Um, you know, maybe Han and Chewie here in the Resistance could go down. They're not getting a lot of play. I don't know that you're. I mean, outside of being a six, I don't really. I don't really know what you're going to do with Han Solo. I mean, and this his ability, it's it's not uh, not great. Um, Chewie is, I think, has a really pretty good ability. I think the problem for mm-hmm. Chewie is that um, people key on him so much, just because like the way that ability set up is like, okay, I just need to kill Chewie. So <laughs> yeah, I I've um, run some tree lists for fun um, in the past. Uh, I actually think that so I, I think that obviously I mean obviously at some points cost like every ship will be playable, but like yeah. Um, I, Chewie's, the big problem with Chewie's ability, you're absolutely right. It's that he's just gets to be the first one targeted. Yeah. Um, I do think that at some point you can fit enough offensive other ships in the list. Because Resistance has a lot of heavy hitters. You know, you yeah. got Finpod, you got Bastion, you've got um, Jess, you've got, you got lots of things that can get double mods and just hit hard. That aren't too um, expensive. That aren't super, super expensive. And so if you, th- you know, there will be a point at which you can fit those things with Chewie. The other problem with Chewie is that. Um, you know, he's just limited by the chassis, right? So, yes, that means he's easily killable, but it also means, like, rotate his red, yeah. <laughs> right? Which is a bigger deal than it is for Ray, right? Because Ray yeah. just wants to show the front arc anyways. Yeah. And it also means, yeah, boost his red. And it means that, um, that you know, it's, it's just really hard to make him... Like, I, w- I, will play a che- I would play a Chewy list, and I would find myself like, oh, great, you know, someone got killed, or I got killed, or whatever. Oh, I'm already stressed. I can't take an action. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that sucks. Oh, I don't have a shot because I didn't get to move my arc this turn. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. So I think there are two things that actually make Chewie interesting. Like, don't get me wrong. Not like A tier, but like yeah, yeah. interesting and playable. Agile Gunner coming down. Yes. Is big. Right. Yeah. So like um, Agile Gunner is, I think, kind of underrated in general because it was seen as like a, a crutch which it is to some degree, right? Like, oh, yeah. you're, a, you're a new player. You need to be able to move your arc. But guess what? Like, if you're flying an arc ship, sometimes you need to move your arc, and it's nice to be able to do it for free. Yeah. Um, but what's really interesting is that it's particularly good on scavenged YT-1300s because scavenged YT-1300s have a red uh, rotate arc action. Yeah. But with Agile Gunner, you can rotate it without taking a stress. So yeah. um, that's really good. I also think the Corsella... Um, title combination that you know is so good on ray mm. could be playable on chewy as well um, yeah to some effect so, yeah just some thoughts yeah no i i think um i feel like i mean i i know i've theory crafted some chewy lists before and i, I kind of keep looking back at him every once in a while and his points keep coming down you know he started it he started at 72 and i was down to so he's down 11 points overall so it's it's a good uh you know he, he's getting pretty cheap uh you can fit some stuff in there with him so uh you know i wouldn't be surprised I, to see somebody make a list out of it i keep wanting to put a dead man switch on him yeah <laughs> on the theory that like okay sure you can kill chewy first but he's going to boost into range one take a four die uh you know attack and then do one damage to everything at range one yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah but uh it hasn't it hasn't quite worked out yet yeah maybe yeah. someday yeah so all right, so that's that's the scavenged YT thirteen hundred. Uh, down to the T seventy X wing. Um, only two changes in here. One of them uh, was Poe coming down by one point to sixty seven. So uh, I think this is good. I think Poe is a little overcosted. Um, you know, he's. I think he's probably going to need to come down further than this to actually make him. You know, 
eminently playable, uh, but it's it's in the right direction. So, um, you know, I, I like, I love Poe. I mean, I played Poe early on in 2.0 and I, I, I really, I really like him. Obviously I like, I, I, I slapped the uh, R4 astromech on him and basically played him like a, like a Sintra fell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. Just being old, the old school PTL, it, it, it's just good fun. Um, but you know, he's he's definitely expensive. Um, the other thing I think with Poe is he, uh, oddly enough, I don't know that he were, uh, that the title is actually very good on him. Um, this is just kind of my my personal opinion, but generally speaking, because he's stressed all the time. You know, unless you're doing maybe unless you're doing like some BB-8 stuff, maybe where you're kind of doing your actions before you move and then clearing the stress. But even that doesn't really work great because um, the best maneuver with uh, with that black one title is to be able to do a a three speed maneuver in and then slam into a talent roll. And the only way to do that with Poe, generally speaking, is going to be do the the three straight blue, uh, which really limits the options for that um i i, I played it with, the, with him with the title for a long time for a while and i i found it to be fairly limiting so i think that's kind of one issue with him um that unfortunately the title doesn't work too great on him it, the title's way better on like elo or neon uh <laughs> so anyways <laughs> uh joff c striker um oh actually uh, what do you think about poe uh coming down here dom I so I have never played Poe. I don't think in any game of X-wing because uh, I just don't like playing popular high initiative aces. But that's my own problem. Um, now that he's unpopular, I'm actually considering playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that you can fit, fit him in some interesting lists. Uh, I think you know Poe's problem. What, what's I mean? What's Poe's main problem? His number one problem is he's kind of squishy. He dies easily, right? Yeah. He does a lot of damage, but he's at the end of the day, like he still has limited maneuverability. He still has lim- he doesn't have, uh, you know, easy ways to to avoid getting hit. He still has two, two agility, right? Mm-hmm. Two, two green dice. Yeah, I think the I think there's a I think there's a potential resistance list. I don't know if it's there yet. I think there's a potential resistance list coming into play that is just straight up blast cannons across the board, where you just have no good options about who to target first yeah um something like something like potentially ray fin pod poe you mm-hmm. know so but we'll see we'll yeah see. so um the other t70 that went down was joff c striker uh he went down two points down to 49 who? um who uh this guy. <laughs> yeah right after you lose, so to repeat his ability for those who are unaware after you lose one shield you gain one evade token um yeah he's he just does not get played so now you know neither really does uh snap uh temen wexley or or Carcoon, um or jake's I mean, tubs i uh, mean temen used to get played temen used to get but, played yeah know. before they nerfed the <laughs> hell out of his so of him, yeah him and composure um but anyways <laughs> uh so yeah so joff joff she's she's sea striker coming down a little bit further so um all right, moving on. The transport pod, no changes. Uh, or the transport, no changes. So that's it there. And I don't think there was any... Oh, yeah. Ferris Fear uh, paint came down one point, which I Does like. Does not matter. I, 
Uh, I don't think I it's mean, it's good. It's good that it's heading down, but it's yeah. not a five point upgrade. <laughs> it's still probably not a five point upgrade. I do really yeah. like this upgrade and I would love to put it on something like I, I, I think it's really good just to be able to kind of punish people, punish people who are trying to take locks on you. Um, you I know, mean, how much good is this? I mean, I hate to be of the moon, but you know, how much good is this upgrade going to do you against six Nantex? <laughs> uh, it's not going to do any good against them, but yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it, it'll it, it's good against certain things. Like it's actually kind of interesting against um, against Von Reg uh, because it essentially turns off his second action. So, you know, if he if he uses his ship ability to take a target lock, he gains a stress and then can't take his normal action, um, which is pretty important. So there, there, okay. there's there's certain things that this is going to be good against. Um, you know, in general, I think we've, we've seen a lot of um, ordnance come down a lot. You know, um, I think all of the torpedoes except proton torps came down in price. So, you know, we've seen a fair bit of, um, you know, ordnance out there. So, you know, having something that kind of that, that helps with that is, uh, I think, pretty good. I mean, we, you know, we used to see like, the, you know, I think it's been nerfed to the point where you can't really play it anymore. But you used to see the Gendon lists with the Inquisitors um and and a bunch of concussion missiles and you know kind of forcing them to take stress for that uh for that lock would be uh pretty useful so no that's true i mean i just think i think it's a fun upgrade i just think it's like a three point upgrade or no yeah yeah i don't think it's five yeah i i think it's definitely i think three is where it gets is gonna where is where it will become playable i think two might be where it needs to be um, so anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll see with that, but I, I, it is an upgrade I like, and, and I'd like to see, like to see it on the table. So, um, all right, well, that's, that's pretty much it for resistance as far as points goes. Um, we do have some reveals from the, uh, from FFG's Gen Con streams for the resistance. Um, they are, what are they getting? They're getting, uh, the new pack it's like a, it's like a squad pack, right? So, what's it called? Heralds of Hopes Squadron Pack. So, um, this one it's pretty cool. So it comes with two T70s uh, and a RZ2A wing in uh, in new paint jobs from the Rise of Skywalker. Um, it's got, I believe, it's got uh, Snap Wexley's uh, green paint job and Poe's orange paint job, um, and then it's got another uh, kind of different green. Uh, green paint job for the a-wing um so yeah so you, so you get those new ships there's going to be um some repeat upgrades in here and stuff but um they're doing a new version of poe so um so it's like a kind of like the in 1.0 where you had the two different versions i think the only difference in the 1.0 was that they were different um pilot skills but uh this time uh the new poe he's, he's a resistance commander poe now uh, it says, after a friendly ship at range 0 to 2 performs an action during its activation, you may spend two charges. If you do, that ship may perform a white action, treating it as red. And he has two recurring charges on his uh, on his ship card here. So basically every other turn, he can, he can basically he can do the Poe ability um, either for himself or for a friend. Uh, so it makes him a little bit more interesting as far as passing out those actions and... Uh, uh, you know, he, he can be a support ship or he can help or he can help himself just not as often as, as he as the, the other Poe. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see where the you know where he's pointed, where this Poe is pointed compared to the current Poe. Um, I feel like it might be a little bit cheaper. What do you think, Dom? I think it has to be cheaper. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, I'm buying this pack no matter what it's the, my, the only thing on my must buy list from all the new releases because yeah. awesome new paint jobs for for resistance chips yeah they're um, cool uh but yeah two thoughts on the pod yeah i think he has to be cheaper um mostly because when you want to give actions to other ships right like you generally want to give them to ships that it costs more right they're gonna be able to do more with those actions yeah. right um you know that's why you have cheap coordinate boats and stuff like that right yeah um Poe gets a ton out of having a second action, right? Because yeah. he is one of those high value uh, ships. So the the opportunity cost, right, of only being able to do this every other turn. Well, not the opportunity cost, but you know the the, the trade off of only being able to do this every other turn. Um, yes, you gain flexibility by being able to give to other people, um, but I feel like you know, a lot of the time you're just going to want to give it to yourself anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you would need a, a specific situation. Maybe like I could see give, wanting to give it to a, a large base ship with boost, right? Like that's a situation where obviously there's a lot of, a lot of value in giving actions. Um, but it's hard for me to imagine a ton of other scenarios where you wouldn't just want to use it on Poe. Yeah. Yeah, most likely. Um, but yeah, just because he is still a high value ship in and of himself. But it, it, it definitely the flexibility is nice. So, and essentially a rain, you know, a coordinate action every other turn if you, if, if you needed it. So, um, all right. The, uh, another new ship in here is a new version of Tem and Wexley. Um, at the start of the engagement phase, each friendly T70 X-Wing at range zero to three may gain one strain token to flip its equipped, uh, configuration upgrade. If it does, that ship gains one calculate token. So, um, this one's it's an interesting ability i i i don't know how much it's going to get played because i i think it's it's the kind of thing obviously you're going to be using it with probably a lot of uh, a number of you'd want to use it with obviously a number of t70s right. and, I, and i don't know if that's going to really be a list um although i do think it's kind of interesting because it is range zero so temin can just use it on himself and i think you know being able to kind of flip that that um that card at will, I think it could be pretty interesting. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, I mean, so leaving aside the calculate for a second, right? Obviously, being able to flip S foils is nice. Leaving aside the calculate and strain for a second. Yeah. Being able to flip S foils is nice from the perspective that it gives you that option uh, with the barrel roll, right? Yep. Um, and barrel linked and focus linked to barrel as well or barrel linked to focus no what doesn't it does it give you one or no it gives you um it adds a barrel roll and it gives you focus link to barrel roll. right so i could see yeah focus link to barrel roll plus a calculate and a strain but the problem is so this is my issue with the card right if you want if you want the um calculate for defense you don't want the strain for defense Right. Yeah. So the only situation where you want both of those things is where you're not getting shot and you already have taken a target lock, which mm -hmm. could happen. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not like you're getting a ton of value out of um, out of uh, I, I think it's situational. We'll see. I, I think it yeah. really depends on how much it costs, but I, I'm not thrilled by it. I'm not. thrilled. By it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's um, 
I don't think it's going to become a new staple X-Wing that everybody's flying. But I do think it's a pretty interesting ability. Um, I don't know. It's, I think in the right hands, you get used to using it um, and flipping those foils at will um, and being able to use that barrel roll appropriately. Um, I think the best thing is, you know, you kind of do your maneuver and you say, oh, okay, well, I, if I barrel roll here, I can, uh, you know, I can get out of this, uh, this arc. Oh, to the start of the engagement. So, so basically, the start of engagement phase, you can kind of see where things are going a little bit. Um, yeah, or, 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 or you've done well. No, I guess because it's start of engagement. So, so you yeah, would so close you, your, you, would, you, you would basically oh, close yeah. your foils. Close your but foils. The is, but the problem is, if you don't want to take a strain at the start of engagement, you may not know that when you close your foils when you activate, right? Like th there, there's a bunch of issues going on here. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things to think about um, with it, but basically, you know, you, I, you can make, but you can make the decision once everybody's moved. So everybody's moved, and then you're like, okay, I'm definitely getting shot this turn, and I've already, you know, I don't want to take, I, I, I can't lose a die, so I'm not going to take the strain just to, just to open just to open these back up. Or I'm not getting shot this turn. I'm going to go ahead and open them up and get that calculate. You know, I took I took a target lock. You know, so now I have kind of a double mod thing going on. I, I think I, I think it's you know, it's very situational, but I, th I think it's kind of cool. So, but what I'm saying is, like, if you are getting shot, so like, say you take taken out. If you're moving with I, if we're assuming these are low initiative X wings, right? It's a four, I think it could, yeah. Yeah, well, but I oh, but it's reason on other, other guys, right? yeah, like, yeah. I think the maybe the most useful use for this, honestly, would be on something like an I six, like like Poe in the list. Yeah. Right? Where you have more information. Um, because if you're getting if you're moving to low initiative ship and you're taking the target lock, if you know you're getting shot at, so you don't want to flip your S foils and take the strain, right? You're also not taking any defensive mods. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So you're yeah. like, okay, do I take a strain and a calculate? Um, you know, and if you don't then you don't have a three die attack. I, I I just don't see it being super useful on low initiative ships. Yeah. Um, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, another new ship in here or new pilot is um, a new A-wing pilot, Merle Coben. And uh, he's an initiative one. While a friendly ship at range zero to two performs a primary attack, if you are in the defender's bullseye arc, the defender rolls, the defender rolls one fewer defense die. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I, so, so I guess he's, he just wants to get all up in the fight, <laughs> right? He just kind of, you just want to, you stick him in there and, um, and use him as a, uh, kind of like a, like as a, as a, as an outmaneuver or an intimidation. So like you could, I mean, I guess you could, you could throw intimidation on him too. And <laughs> he could, he could be pretty gross taking away two defense dice, um, per turn so I, I don't know what do, you, what do you think about merle here yeah i think it's interesting i mean i think there's a plethora of good rc2 pilots yeah um but if he's you know if he's the right cost and he can slot into a list you know 5a list or another list mm -hmm. you know he, he could be he could be interesting for sure yeah yeah i mean he's he's gonna i think he'll be he'll be pretty cheap i mean he's a one and now granted that's because of his ability i think he's meant I, I think he's basically meant to be a blocker um that that is you know because when you block a ship you're 90 percent of the time in the bullseye so right. <laughs> um so yeah i, I think that's that's kind of his main purpose there and um I, I think he'll be relatively cheap 
but yeah, I mean, I, I could see him with him with intimidation. Obviously, it's kind of like an Arvel situation. Um, but I, that could be really gross. Just knocking two defense die off of a ship. I mean, God, you do not want like if you're if you're a, a Sunter or a Vader or something like that, you do not want to see this guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious to see what his point cost is in relation to. I mean, the, I think the next cheapest A-wing is Zari. Um, so, uh, let me check. Ronith um, is the cheapest named one. Who I don't even know what he does. Ronith is the newer one that's uh, while you defend or perform an attack, if the enemy ship is in another friendly ship's mobile arc, you may spend one focus token from that friendly ship to change one of your focus results to an evade or a hit. So he can basically utilize other people's focus tokens. Gotcha. Yeah, right. And Zarya is one point more than that, so 35, right? Yeah. And so the, the, the I-1 scrubs are 32. So if he's, I mean, yeah, if he's in that less than, more than 32, less than 35 range, I could see him getting play. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So interesting ability. Could certainly be a real, real annoying for uh, against aces in particular. Um, are also just really good at helping you just annihilate something off the board. So um you know like for instance this guy would actually be pretty damn good against those against those petronaki aces um the nantex where even if it's a swarm if even if he just blocks one of them and uh and, and with intimidation well like he can't block them because of the stupid <laughs> god i hate those things all right yes well, yep yep <laughs> yep so anyways <laughs> forget i said that um but yeah, so I, I think he's an interesting. I think he's an interesting guy. He he could be he could be pretty pretty useful. I think in uh, in, in a five A list or even I mean in a bunch of different lists, uh, resistance lists really. Yep. Um, so especially like oh god, imagine pairing him with Ray. He, he just goes out there and just like gimps a ship, and then she nails him with five dice. Like, <laughs> uh, that's gross. Yeah, I I actually I like that. I hadn't thought of that before, but he is a better fit. Like some of the A wings, I, I have mixed feelings. Like we've we've been messing around with with Ray, or I've been messing around with Ray and A wings. Yeah. And um, part of the problem is, like as opposed to that glass cannon list I was talking about before, you know, the A wings are the opposite situation where they're harder to hit, but they they don't pack as much of a punch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is nice. This is a nice compliment, Ray. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So, anyways, I think he's interesting. I think he could be pretty versatile in a lot of different lists. So. Um, I, you know, kind of, sim- I, I think honestly, just very similar to Arvel from the, from the rebels. It's, you know, Arvel with intimidation is a pretty common filler in rebels squads. So, um, all right. Uh, there's a couple of upgrades. They, uh, from this pack also, um, the underslung blaster cannon, uh, this is a, uh, cannon upgrade. That's a resistance X-wing only. Um, it is interesting cause it, it only says X-wing. So conceivably, if they ever came out with, I believe it's the T-80 X-Wing is, a, is another um, the, from the Resistance cartoon show. Um, that's another ship that this could go on if they ever come out with that for, for the Resistance. Uh, but anyways, it says after um, it's a mobile arc uh, with two attack dice, um, range one only with the missile icon. Uh, and it has a rotate action it gives you as well. It says, after an enemy ship executes a maneuver, you may perform this attack against it as a bonus attack. 
Uh, it's an attack target lock. Your dice can be modified only by spending a lock for the default effect. Uh, so this is like another version of like a snapshot or foresight, um, just uh, with a twist of being on a mobile arc. So uh, you can, you know, move it around and uh, put it off. I mean, I think it's pretty, pretty neat giving, uh, give, maybe to give the T70 some uh, coverage on the sides. Um, this is very cost dependent. If it's cheap, if it's cheap enough, um, I could certainly see this going just kind of, if you got some points, throwing it on a T70 just to... Mm-hmm get some get some free attacks and stuff here and there um now the big downside really here is the fact that you have to have a target lock um which generally means that you're going to want this on a lower initiative ship that can get a target lock before other stuff moves um it's not probably the kind of thing you're going to want to throw on a poe or um or something that's a high initiative um, because that means you have to have a target lock left over from the previous round Mm -hmm. or have been coordinated one or something weird like that but um, so I, I, I think this is probably most useful on the, on the lower initiative guys. Um, what, what do you think, Dom? Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with what you said. I think it's, you know, I'm not, it doesn't get me really going. Although one thing that I thought that I just realized is that, um, that I hadn't thought of before was the connection between this and the new Temen, um, the new snap Wexley, because mm-hmm. if you're taking these, T70s to target lock with the intention that you will then open S foils, right? And get a calculate and yeah. get a calculate. Then maybe suddenly you do have a ton of T70s with, <laughs> with with target locks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe there's yeah. something there. Maybe. Um, so it's it's an interesting. It's another option. Um, you know, I know the 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 hard point um, slot on the on the T70s is obviously it can be used for a lot of different things. So this is just another. Another option to throw in that slot. So, um, all right. The other upgrade that can't see. Oh, two more, I think, in this pack um, that they've shown off. Uh, overdrive thruster. Now, this one is limited to the T-70 X-Wing. Uh, it's a modification. It says, uh, while you perform a red uh, boost barrel roll or slam action, you must use a template of one speed higher if able. Um, I think this thing is pretty filthy actually um especially and and actually this is something that's that this this also kind of you know could be pretty interesting on temen um or on any ships you know with temen in the squad uh because if you're using it with the barrel roll uh you're getting this as um you're getting to do a two-speed barrel roll um with the linked focus barrel roll action on the uh on the card on the uh, configuration card. So this, I don't know, that's, that's pretty awesome, man. Or, or even our two speed boosts. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's fair. I mean, I think the must is obviously, you know, limiting, I, you yeah. know, there are obviously times when you don't want to take want, a, yeah. a two speed. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, but it's only for a red one. So, I mean, if, if you're not doing a linked action or so, like, imagine if you do this, like, cause this works with daredevil. So right. if you use this with daredevil, you know, you're doing, you're doing it to like, you're essentially either do your normal boost action or you do the daredevil one with a two hard instead. Um, which may not be the best thing. I mean, I think the one hard is, is, is obviously right. a great maneuver on that, but right. 
But I think with the linked action on the configuration, you get to choose. So it's like, I mean, granted, you wouldn't be able to do the focus ahead of time. But if you just wanted to do a one-speed barrel roll, you can still do just a one-speed barrel roll. Right. So how many points would you would you say this is playable at? Just out of curiosity. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely would say I would definitely probably put it cheaper than Afterburners. Um, maybe four. I don't know. What do you, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I would go lower than that. To be honest, yeah, um, I would think two or three. But, but I, I see what you're saying. I mean, like I think about it on someone like Poe. It's interesting because you can pick your order of operations, right? Original Poe, yeah. obviously OG Poe. You can pick your order of operations, so you can pick. Well, no, Poe gives you a stress after. He doesn't make it red, right? Yeah, the new, po, the new Poe makes it red. The new Poe makes it red, and the old Poe just gives you a stress after. I believe so. Okay. So, um, old Poe says, after you perform an action, you may spend one charge to perform a white action, treating it as red. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so, so Poe, either Poe can use this. Right. So I think there's an interesting thing to be said there of like, you could pick which action you want to be read. Now, obviously, yeah, barrel roll then boost versus boost then barrel roll. Like, it makes a difference which one you do first. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there is some interesting play there. There's some or, interesting th- you know, or like, you can just flip around like a barrel roll and like a focus or something like that. Like, if you want to do a barrel roll, if you want it to be a one speed, you do the barrel roll first. If you want it to right. be a two speed, you do right. it second. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That, that, there you have the most flexibility. Yeah. If you want to double reposition, it's more... It's a little more interesting, but yeah, no, for sure. I think there's some, that's, I could see it on Poe for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this has got some pretty interesting implications actually. So, uh, it'll be, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Um, definitely on Poe for sure. So, all right. The other, um, upgrade that's in here is a, uh, talent upgrade for a wings in general. So this can actually be used on rebel a wings as well. Um, it's called Starbird Slash. Um, now it can be used on Rebel A Wings, but I think this is so much better on the RZ2 A Wings. Um, yes. <laughs> after yes, you, it is. Yeah. After you fully execute a maneuver, you may choose one enemy ship that you moved through. That ship gains one strain token. Then, if you are in that ship's firing arc, uh, you gain one strain token. Um, so this this is, I mean, this is so dirty on the RZ2s where it's like, I'm just going to fly through you, like, which they kind of want to do a lot of times anyways, and spin the arc and <laughs> give you a strain. Um, you know, this is another one that you could throw on Merle and it's just another way for like Merle to just, to just drop defense dice. Like that dude's just like killing people's defense dice left and right. So, <laughs> you know, because you could put this, cause I mean, assuming he has two talent slots, um, you know, you could run this and uh, and intimidation together, and <laughs> people are just like, you're like just destroying people's def- defense. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't. What, what do you think about this one? I, I mean, I love it as an A wing player, both rebels and resistance. I love it. I I am concerned about exactly what you say, which is that it's obviously way better on the resistance A wings than yeah. the rebel A wings. Um, I wonder. Uh, and I think it might have been you or someone else who said this, but like, I wonder if they might price it differently somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's, you know, it's so clearly better on resistance A wings who have the rear arc. Um, yeah. that, you know, I, I'd be sad to see it 
just make them better and basically be unplayable, right? Because if it's yeah. if it's at a point cost where it's playable on the RC twos, I think it's going to be too expensive for 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 you know uh, the Rebel A wings and vice and if it, vice versa, right? If it's yeah. too cheap, if it's playable on RZ ones, it's going to be broken on uh, on resistance A wings. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I I uh, yeah, I could see this being played a lot, and of course, A wings having two uh, talent slots, you know, you got mm-hmm. room for it. So. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it's it's really good. I, I it'll be interesting to see if they do it if they do two different price points for it, um, you know, and how they decide to do that. You know, they could they could do it based on archetype. So it, they could basically they could basically say like, oh, if it's a if it's a front arc, it costs this much. If it's a mobile arc, it costs this much. Um, or they could just straight up say it costs this much on an on an RZ one A wing or this much on an RZ two A wing. <laughs> like they can do whatever they want with that, really, with the points guide. So, uh, but I think it may be necessary because I, I, I it really is going to be just so much better. I think on the RZ twos, not just in a vacuum, but but also within the list archetypes that RZ twos play. So like that five, you know, five RZ two A wings, the five together, this is a great upgrade because like. One of the issues that they have sometimes is that they have a little bit of trouble pushing damage um, on ships that have three agility, right? So if you can just at, yep. almost at will hand out strain tokens, um, you know that the the consistency of those two die attacks all of a sudden becomes even even more deadly. Um, so that's huge. I mean, my the reason I stopped playing five A was because if you're flying against a, an all three agility list, it can just be really hard to push push damage through yeah so so yeah so it's uh, this is a this is a going to be a good upgrade for the uh for those a-wings for sure and you know it could be another thing that you put in um on uh, in a rebel arsenal like um you know it could be you know again you could use it with arvel if you wanted and and that just gives arvel more ways to um you know do what he does which is take away people's evades with with this uh does arvel get two talent slots also yeah, Rebel A Wings also have two talents. Uh, yeah, Arvel does. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. So, so yeah, this is another one like this and you know Intimidation together um, could be a pretty another pretty good combo on Arvel as well. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well that I think wraps up everything we got for the Resistance. Um, we are gonna go ahead and hit the halftime. Kick it over the Florida news desk, and we will be back with, uh, and I think Carlos is going to join us, and we're going to talk about the First Order. This week in Florida, police in Fort Pierce were dispatched to an adult shop after they received calls of a woman causing a disturbance. When they arrived at the scene, they found 36-year-old Teresa Stanley of Port Salerno, who made her way into the store's stockroom, where customers were not allowed, with one of the toys sold by the unnamed shop. As officers approached her, she dropped the device. Stanley was also naked from the waist down, wearing only a purple shirt, which authorities believe she also took from the shop. The items in Stanley's possession were valued at $45.98. She was charged with larceny and indecent exposure, both misdemeanors. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second half of Florida Man Plays X-Wing, and we are now going to go over the first order points update and uh, reveals from uh, the new Gen Con spoilers. So... Uh, let's get started. Dive right in. We got um, Major Vonreg, the Tie BA interceptor. All the all the Tie BA interceptors went down um, by some points here. 
Von Reg went down by two points from 57 to 55. Hollow went down one point uh, to 53. Ember went down four points to 48. And the First Order Provocateur went down to 41 for, by four points. Just missed it. Just missed the being able to play five of them. Um, not sure if it's good, but... I feel it's, like that's a recurring theme at this point, James. Like, we oh, yeah. We straight spam lists. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So... Um, I think this is a pretty big deal for First Order, um, especially Von Reg coming down a couple of points. Um, Ember is meh. Um, that's kind of it's just a weird ability to pull off. Um, Hollow is solid, but only got a one-point decrease. Um, the, the two points on Von Reg is, I think, is pretty legit. I think... Um, one of the things that the First Order was having an issue with was being able to actually fit the ships you wanted with any sort of upgrades. So, like, just, it was really, like, it, it was very few upgrades on, on the First Order, a lot of the First Order lists. It was, it was usually, like, you know, like, here's, like, three or four ships, and there's, like, two upgrades between them. So, <laughs> um, I, I think some of these points changes are going to help that out a little bit. You'll be able to get a little bit of tricks going and, and, and kind of make things, I think, work a little bit more smoothly. So I, I think this is a pretty big one because, because Von Reg is as an initiative six ship, um, you know, it's really needs to be needs, needs a little, needed a little bit of help getting in there um, a little bit better. So I, I don't know. What, what do, uh, uh, what do you guys think about, about old Von Reg here? I think they needed to come down, and I'm glad they came down. I mean, yeah. I don't know if uh, if this is enough, um, to be honest. You know, I just I don't think we've really seen. I remain skeptical, but yeah. but but we'll see. Yeah, it, and, and has um, this ship and again uh, me absentee of the wave meta for the last few months um, has major uh, von Reg made a splash because. Uh, I feel like he was hyped up um, when he was announced. Um, um, how has it, been his use? In all he things? hasn't. Per, he hasn't really made a splash. I would say. I mean, he gets used. He's not an unused ship, but uh, I think First Order in general has yet to catch up um, with a lot of the other factions. So, I, you know, I think they're they're close and they're kind of closing in. And making Von Reg a little bit cheaper is is a step in that direction, and um, I think some of the some of the new stuff coming out in the in the new uh, the G shuttle, which we're going to talk about in a bit, um, is going to help too. Mm -hmm. So, because because I think one of the big things they're missing is you know because ostensibly they're 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 some you know they're fairly similar to the Imperials, right? Or shouldn't be too that too dissimilar from the Imperials. Um, they didn't really have a way to play like two aces and a, and a support ship and actually be able to fit in like any sort of upgrades. So being able to get like when the G comes out, having a cheaper shuttle that you can use and some new crew, um, cause, uh, cause the, the first order crew were also pretty weak in general. There's, there's, there's not a lot of, uh, I can't really think of any crew that I'm like, oh, I gotta have that guy, you know? Um, Phasma is not bad, but, uh, mm -hmm. but exactly. I think, but it's not like, uh, you don't have, to, it's not, it's not like a must have, like, like I think, you know, Palpatine has been at points at points and, um, 
you know, some of the uh, or Vader crew or Fifth Brother Gunner and stuff like that. That that those things don't really exist in the First Order. So um, hopefully the G will help that out. But I, th- you know, and getting Vonreg a little bit cheaper um, will help. Will help too. So I, I think this is a step in the right direction. So um, the tie FOs, uh, they didn't move. They're all the same. Uh, the tie SFs. So quick draw went up um, a couple points, two points, up to 47. Now, this was combined with the Special Forces Gunner upgrade, which is basically stapled to quick draw going down a point. So realistically, he only went up one point. Um which isn't bad, uh, you know. I mean, he's one of the more popular ships in the in the faction, next to maybe Kylo. Um, so got a little bit of a bump here, um, but I don't think it was uh, a, a terribly uh, a terribly bad one. Um, any thoughts on uh, Quick Draw? I just don't think he needed to go up a point. I don't think he did either, really. I mean, I, I agree with you. It's not like the end of the world, but it's, you know, it's offsetting some of these other changes and it's not like, it's not like quick draw was the terror. I don't know. Yeah. Was it, I, was it just because they dropped the special forces gutter to kind of entice it to the other ships, but you know, they just yeah. drop it I, without, you know, with the auto include a quick draw without up and no points on that yeah i think so because i think quick draw was like the one he's the one sf that that obviously is consistently getting play so um and 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 special forces gunner is like like i said it is stapled to him you're not going to play quick draw without it so it makes sense that they kind of adjusted the prices together although i think it would have been fine to just drop special forces gunner a point and bring up quick draw one point and just make it an even swap. Mm-hmm. Um, and then help out, which in turn helps out the other guys below. So I, I think that would have been fine. They did drop LaHuse a point, which I actually think was kind of interesting because LaHuse is outside of quick draw. LaHuse is probably the one I see played the most, um, at least in my experience. So, I think, uh, you know, dropping LaHuse down to 38 is kind of, an, it's a pretty decent ability, um, especially when you pair him with, uh, um, oh, what's the guy that uh, gets the free target locks? Uh, oh, I'm a blank. Uh, Revis? Revis, yeah. Um, so he, he pairs really nicely with Revis, um, you know, with his abilities. While you perform an attack, you may spend another friendly ship's lock on the defender to reroll any number of your results. Um, so he, he goes, you know, he goes great with Revis or, you know, anything with any, anybody that just wants to grab locks and stuff. Um, so I've seen a lot of interesting, uh, pretty decent first order lists, like four ship first order lists with like him and Revis and like, um, hollow, Mm -hmm. um, and maybe scorch. So, you know, I think there's some, there's something there. So he, he came down another point, which, you know, I, is, I think that's good. Um, that's he's a solid ship. So, all right. Well, here's here's the other big one in the um, in the first order as far as point drops goes. The Saner Jameis Engineer, uh, the the Initiative One Tie Silencer, dropped three points down to forty eight. So you can now run four of them in a squad if you would like. Uh, but that three point drop, I think, is is it's pretty big for one. And the Saner Jameis has been getting some some level of play and it's it's a it's a really good ship it's a great blocker it it can punch when it needs to punch 
um, you know, I think it's just a really, really solid ship. So, you know, dropping that thing down to 48 points is another thing that is, I think, going to really help the first order out in general. So, yeah, I think this is crazy. I mean, I think this price is insanely good for the ship. Yeah. On the other hand, I think if we're looking at faction strength, like you say, right, it's hard to see exactly how you really efficiently use those points just because they have so few options. But, you know, that'll depend on the new content and, mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. So. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I've been I've been messing around with uh, since the points update came out with um, uh, Kylo Von Reg and a Saner Jameis. And, you know, between the Saner Jameis and uh, and Von Reg, you know, you're saving five points off of what that list would have been before. Mm-hmm. So that sudden that suddenly kind of opens up some options. So, you know, you can get. You can either you can you can go light on the upgrades and, and go with and go with a bid or you can, you know, beef up the upgrades a little bit. And because I think I was I've, I've been trying it with um, Daredevil and Magpulse Warheads on um, Von Reg and then Advanced Optics on both um, Kylo and the Saner Jameis and Hate mm-hmm. on Kylo. So that's mm-hmm. that's like a lot of upgrades for 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 three ship first order <laughs> that, that never felt like you could fit that many in before. <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, so, so I don't know. I think, um, you know, it's kind of, you're, you're getting to that. You, you just fit some stuff in now that you just couldn't fit before, which I think is, I just think that's really been the biggest problem for, for first order is that there's, you haven't been able to fit anything together quite right. So, so yeah. So anyways, signer James is coming down. We already talked about special forces gunner. That's pretty much it for points that, uh, and first order is still uh, the smallest faction, I think. So, you know, they don't have a whole lot going on in here. But, um, all right, so let's move on to the spoilers. Sorry, Sorry real quick. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I do want to make a quick comment about the Sander Jameis engineer, just specifically on the chassis. And I'm, I'm sorry I might have missed uh, some of the conversation here. But, um, but uh, just, you know, the, this is probably, you know, one of the best blockers in the game. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. So absolutely, um, you know, it coming down in points um, will definitely make this uh, very useful um, uh, for this faction. Uh, so definitely good news. I, I think it's a great, great ship, a great chassis. Um, so um, this is something to note. Yeah. No, I, I really like the the Saner Jameis. Um, I think, like I said, it's already. It's not like it hasn't already seen play. Um, you know, it, it's 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 out there it's around so getting an extra three points on it i mean that's almost that's almost the price of advanced optics which is a great upgrade for it so right. you can run four of them with two with advanced optic for example or, yeah you know four of them and 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 upgrade one of them to another ship like uh like von rig yeah yeah so you you get some interesting some interesting options there um so I, i'm excited to see what comes out of first order here coming up just because um you know as they're starting to get some more some more options with the pricing and some uh, more options here with the uh the g shuttle after that comes out which i believe is coming out in september um is the uh the plan for that so all right well let's let's take a look at the g shuttle here all right so this is um looks like a i think i believe this is a medium base ship if, I'm, if this picture is not uh, fooling my eyes. 
Um, so let's talk about the dial first. Um, it's got a red stop. It's got a uh, blue straight, uh, blue bank. Uh, I'm sorry, one blue straight, one blue banks. Uh, white too hard, blue two bank, blue straight. Um, uh, red three hard, uh, white three bank, white three straight, uh, and a four sh- white four straight. So it, it's a, you know this is a pretty familiar looking shuttle dial um except you know kind of the big thing is you've obviously got the white turns on the twos and um you've got more blue than i think any of the other shuttles um when you compare this to like the epsilon or the uh or the um uh lambda the lambda yeah blanking um so you know you've got what six uh six blue maneuvers on this ship mm-hmm. and you can turn um you know with it with a too hard I, I so i think that's yeah that's awesome right there just just a more maneuverable shuttle yep um it's a it doesn't have the rear arc like the lambda uh, which is which was a which was a great addition in 2.0 <laughs> um but it does have uh, a two die front front arc it's got uh, two defense dice so it's a little bit more can be a little bit more defensible than a than a shuttle uh, than a lambda um it's got five hull and it's got two shields so not not quite as uh as hefty as uh as its bigger brother the uh upsilon and lambdas um as far as the action bar goes it's got uh, focus a red target lock a red coordinate and a white jam um, I'm actually really excited about the jam action. I think I love the jam action, and, I, and that's it's it's one of the most underused uh, things in the game, uh, just because there's not a lot of ships that have a white jam action. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I'm, I'm I love the white jam action. I used to use I use the white jam action on Vermeil all the time. So that one that one's exciting. Um, all right, what else we got in this pack? So we got some new crew cards in this pack as well, which is going to, um, you know, obviously add some some cool options for the first order because, like I said, I think their crew um, crew pickings are uh, pretty slim. So Agent Terex uh, is a new one. This is a double-sided crew card. Um, setup is equip this side face up and place three calculate tokens on this card. At the start of the engagement phase, you may choose a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 and remove one Calculate token from this card to have that ship gain a matching token. Uh, Then, if there are no Calculate tokens on this card, you flip it over. So, on the back side, he turns into Agent Tarek's Cyborg. And then, during the system phase, you roll one attack die. On a hit or crit result, you gain one Calculate token. Otherwise, you gain one Jam token. And then you have an action on here. It says transfer one calculate token or one jam token to a ship at range zero to three, uh, which is awesome. Um, I think I think this is I think this crew is going to be really good. I, 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 I'm interested to see where it comes out in the points, but I really like Agent Terex. It's kind of hard to mm-hmm. tell. It's a lot of text to digest. Yeah. So basically, if um, basically what this boils down to is that. Uh, on, you start off on one side and, and you've got this card that has three calculate tokens sitting on it. And then at the start of the engagement phase, you can choose another friendly ship at range zero to three or it says a friendly ship. So you can just give them to yourself. And you, so you take a calculate token off the card and you put it on whatever ship you choose. Once you run out of those three initial calculate tokens, 
the, the card flips over and turns into this cyborg mode. So then on the cyborg mode, uh, in the system phase, you roll the attack die. Um, on a hit or crit result, you gain a calculate. On a blank or a focus, you gain a jam. And then you have an action on there that you can use to transfer that calculate or jam token to um, any other ship at range zero to three. So if you, you know, you roll the die, if you get a jam, you transfer it to an enemy. If you get a calculate, you transfer it to a friendly um, or you keep it for yourself and you don't even spend the action on here. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you still get an action. So you get a calculate and, the, um, and whatever action you take. Yeah. Like passing off that jam from zero to three is huge. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. So, um, yeah, being able to toss out jams and then just have, you know, you got to calculate sitting on there. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I think this, this is going to be expensive. I uh, mean, yeah, probably, which I'm kind of afraid of how expensive it's going to end up being because I, because it's really good. I mean, free actions in 2.0, like, <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, I mean, they're free action, free calculate actions. And then, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really like this one. I, I'm, uh, I want to see it on that on that G shuttle, and uh, hopefully it's not so crazy expensive you can't fit anything with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think Terex is going to be really good. So all right, next up is uh, Commander Pyre. Um, so Commander Pyre was he's from the uh, Resistance cartoon show. He's got he's like uh, he's got the gold armor, kind of like um, uh, like Phasma there, except gold instead of silver. Um, so he is a crew card, uh, first order only set up after placing forces, choose an enemy ship. It gains two stress tokens while you defend. If the attacker is stressed, you may reroll one defense die. So this is pretty interesting. I think just being able to being able to have some kind of early control in a game, you know, those, those two stress tokens are, are probably going to be gone by the time you engage. But the fact that you, you kind of force them to deal with two stress tokens from the get-go um, is pretty interesting. And then you get a passive reroll anytime that ship is stressed um, or anytime you're being attacked by a stressed ship. So, that, which happens a lot in 2.0 between linked that's, actions and other abilities. That's the, that's the, yeah, that's the nice part of that ability. Yeah. Um, so I think this is a, a pretty interesting little util, utilitarian card. Um, this, this could be, uh, this, this could be a fun one to, to use just if, you know, I, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting, like, you know, on a, in like a swarm, you know, if you, you choose an enemy ship, that's just like right in the middle of the swarm and give it too stress. And all of a sudden that swarm has to like the entire thing has to now move according to what that one guy can like do to get rid of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, that's, that, that's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Any, any other, any other thoughts on Pyre here? I mean, I like it. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, we talk about this every time we do this, but it'll be interesting to see what the point cost comes down. Yeah. Yeah. And the setup, it's a funky, the part of it but the the second text is i think the the, the i mean the setup thing might be interesting is i mean they didn't bring down the point cost of the shuttle that lets you start further out i mean maybe that's what you do with it yeah i mean that's that's definitely it's like maybe you can be far enough on top of them where those two stress really do matter yeah what is that one dormants 
Yeah, he's yeah. still expensive though. I mean, they oh yeah, take seventy points. points. Now and yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think it's good. I mean, I think it's interesting because we were talking about how they don't have enough, for sure doesn't have enough crew, and I think it's great that they're adding these interesting crew. Um, you know, obviously there's some synergy with some of the other stress mechanics in first order, which is interesting. Um, I I think you know like Captain Phasma and stuff. Yeah, I think. Um, it's a little tricky, right? Because, like, if we're saying the biggest benefit is getting to de- reroll a defense die, it's cool to put it on a G shuttle because you're like, okay, I have two, I roll two agility naturally, so getting mm-hmm. to reroll one is, is pretty awesome. Um, but then you also start to think, like, is my opponent really going to be going after the G shuttle, though? You know, how useful is it to spend a bunch of points on, on this big defensive mod for this ship? Yeah, it's not like you know, and then you. So it, I don't know. I I think it could be useful. I'm just curious to see how it'll, you know, how it'll. Play. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I it's. I mean, it's a little weird, like you said, because it's a crew, and and there's really only the two ships in first order that can carry them. So, um, and you've already got you know the expensive upsilons. So you know maybe he has a better place on an upsilon than he does on a G. That's kind of what I was just thinking, right? Like. The Upsilons are much more of a target priority type of ship, right? Yeah. And putting Pyre, I mean, the big, I think it's sneaky underwriter that Upsilons have an agility die. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, the fact that they're one of the biggest ships in the game that still rolls an rolls agility, you know? Yeah. Um, not the biggest, but one, of, one up there, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. No, it could be interesting. Yeah, so uh, it is. I think it could be cool in the upsilon. I, I don't know. Like I, I kind of agree. I don't know how worthwhile is going to be on a G. Um, well, the trick is always to make sure <clears throat> that your support ship does draw fire because it, it it's causing your you know um, causing the opponent's ship to either be less effective or your ships to be more effective. So um, you know, it, it, I don't think this. Car, nice, the card in isolation will do it, um, but it will be helpful if you can make a build out where that G shuttle is just causing havoc um, enough to warrant having to, having to kill it first. Yeah. Well, does the G? Sorry, you probably already said this. I, I missed. Does the G have two crew slots? We don't know. Do we yeah, know? we don't know. So, right. So the question is like, can you put Terex and this on it, and is that too expensive? And yeah, you know. Because I can see if you had a ship with Terex on it and it was just being really annoying, you wouldn't want to kill it. You know, it would jam, yeah, tossing jams out, and, yeah, and all that. And, and coordinate, in of itself, is obviously just a super powerful ability. Yeah, yeah. The problem with G shuttles is just like straight up coordinate bots or coordinate boats or whatever is because they're medium base and have a lot of health. I mean, I assume they're going to be more expensive than you know. I mean, than like a you know. What would be the equivalent, uh, you know, escape craft or whatever, right? Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of expect this to be cheaper than a Lambda, just based on the fact that it's got less offense, less, and less, and less overall health. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and I would say the action bar is ostensibly a little bit worse than the Lambda's just because of the amount of red actions, I guess. I mean, you got focus and, and jam that are white on the Lambda. You, you got tactical officer to change that the white, but it's, that's yeah. now you're including a certain amount of points just to give it a white action. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you do tactical, tactical officer, you're also 
put you're also using not the baseline guy you're using one of the named guys which may be worth it we don't i don't think we've seen any of the named guys yet or at least i don't have anything about them so i don't i don't you know we we'll see what those named pilots do um they could end up being worthwhile or not like i mean like you know you got like stuff like jendon that's obviously super useful um what's going on with this card here that i'm seeing that's an initiative zero um yeah, it looks like it looks like some sort of um, say sensor beacon, maybe. Can't really read yeah. it, uh, I, but so it's some kind of device. Some kind of device, yeah. It's probably you know some sort of ability that one of these ships has, or maybe an upgrade that maybe a configuration or something that this, this ship can take. That um, did, well, it looks like it's the card for those those uh, for the chits there. Yeah, those tokens there, the sensor beacons. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, depending on what those do i mean there, there's your you know caveat of will this ship be annoying enough to one of yeah no you're right i mean if you're absolutely right yeah yep so so yeah that's that's an interesting one we'll we'll see what the i feel like i saw something about that a while back it's, it's weird because this ship was technically revealed like eight months ago but it is now finally about to come out and so it's we're just kind of starting to look at it again because i think we talked about it forever ago when i you know we, i know we talked about it when it first got announced but you know it's just been so long <laughs> so yeah i don't know it's 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 cool i, I i'm interested i'm really excited for the ship because I, I think it's going to fill a particular role in first order that's been sorely missing mm-hmm. I so agree. i agree it's just the upsilon is so hard to build around and yeah um, like you had mentioned it, there's a there's definitely a common archetype um, in a lot of lists where it's either one or two. Uh, I'm sorry, not one or two, but um, more like two or three um, ships and then one support ship, uh, you know, and that's just has been really shitty combination to do for first order. Um, so this will be a nice alternative. They, they've been needing a support ship for sure. Yeah. Um, outside of the Epsilon. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a, a, a sorely needed upgrade for the uh, for the faction. So, I mean, even you know, there's still. I think even with this ship, there's still there's still the, the the they have the least amount of ships. So what do they got? One, two, three, four, five, six ships with the G. Um, yeah, and the, think... Republican yeah, I... separatists are getting a bunch of new stuff coming up here. You yeah, said they me. have six with the she? Yeah. Yeah. I think Republican Separatists both have more than six. Yeah. Six. With the new yeah. stuffs. Resistance is Yeah, seven. both. Yeah. Yeah. And Resistance, Resistance are, has the pod, you know what I mean, that came with the transport, so. Yeah, yeah. Which is a little weird, but, I mean, obviously, you know, the Finn pod, pod gets so much use. One, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. And I, I think, you know, it's funny because... Um, Resistance had that same problem, uh, you know, before the pod came around, uh, is that they they had a lot of nice ships. Uh, they didn't really have uh, anything support-wise besides maybe the Star Fortress. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a little configure uh, not configuration, no, sorry, uh, coordinate ship, um, you know, or something um, to kind of do some funky stuff um, that's not focused on just... Um, you know, point and shoot. Um, 
<clears throat> so I, I think this will kind of bring first order at least close to uh, par mm-hmm. you know, with the resistance uh, on the versatility of the faction. But it's it's you're right. It's just it's, it's still limiting. Um, yeah. And you would think at this stage now, you know, we're done with the um, with the sequels. Um, you know, what else is left? I, I'm sure there's going to be other ships. But right. That, that wor- already worries me. Yeah. It worries me that our sequel factions are the have the fewest number of ships, and it seems like they have the least room for growth as far as the lore and how the canon goes. Well, I think Resistance has a lot of room for growth just because of that final scene in the end of Rise of Skywalker. But... That's fair. Um, obviously, you'd be you know stretching things a bit, but I, I think there's a lot of room for growth in there. There's, I mean, we saw B wings and Y wings in those in those sequences, so I wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of B wing or resistance versions of B wings and Y wings. Um, but and there's a lot of other kind of options there. The first order has, and now it depends if you want to if you include the the Sith. Um, the final order or whatever you want to call them. Uh, Cause they had some ships. They got a little bit of screen time. Like you had the tie dagger, I think it's called, which is the, the one that looks, the wings look like Doritos. Yeah. Um, and then there was also the tie whisper, uh, which was Kylo's new, sh- new ship in that, uh, in that movie, um, which looks really interesting to me. It looks like a cross between an SF and a silencer. So <laughs> it looks like a neat ship. That would actually be kind of cool, yeah. I mean, yeah. they already have like a million of that kind of shit, but it would be cool. Yeah, well, but I mean, so does for so does like like so does uh, Empire. You know what I mean? That's like, fair. It's yeah. it's kind of how they work. But again, it's just it comes. We should be at the height of it, not um, waiting for those ships. You know, I, I feel like there was a missed opportunity here to to release those kind of ships. Fuck. I mean, when that movie came out, you know, we're, we're talking about almost a year now. Yeah. Um, so, and and considering that they they're you know they need bodies, you know, yeah. I mean? both Resistance and First Order are just way behind on ship count. When there's two newer factions, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just they needed bodies. I don't understand why they didn't take that opportunity to go. We got a new movie coming out. You know, again maybe licensing issues whatever it may be but yeah i don't know what was up with that i was really i was really surprised well, by that actually by the just the fact that there maybe was maybe as a not, counterpoint nothing. maybe as a counterpoint be, they're doing it precisely for the reason that we're saying right that they want to like imagine if they had released as much content as they could have when the movies came out then they really wouldn't have anything to release now yeah right i don't know just thought but yeah. yeah i get what you're saying I don't. I don't mind taking their taking their time with it a little bit. I, I was kind of surprised there wasn't at least one new ship for both factions from the movie, like that came out with I mean, the movie. It's yeah, out for resistance. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I guess with their paint jobs, you can count this as the the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, release for resistance. Yeah. But definitely not for the first order. I mean, mm-hmm. it was that ship in the the new movie. The G. Yeah. Um. I think it. Sh- I want to say it was like the ship that like um, I think Rose and Finn were used it in like Last Jedi at some point. 
Um, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, I thought it made it. Made, made it I think it made a brief, maybe, maybe, maybe like a brief background. I feel like I saw it on screen somewhere. I just can't exactly remember where. Um, but regardless, the um, yeah, there's there's well, the other one too. There's a there's a a T eighty. Uh, I think it's the T eighty X wing. Um, yeah. that's in the Resistance cartoon show that uh, we haven't, you know, that's another resistance option. Um, yeah, I, that, that's the other thing too, right? So uh, predicated on the, the success of that show, you know, there's definitely potential for more content. Yeah. That's no, true. I, I mean, that show's, that show's done, I think, isn't it? Oh, really? Oh, really? I think it was just two seasons. <laughs> I think, yeah, well, that one was a weird one. I think it was only ever really planned to be like a bridge between... Because it starts right before Force Awakens and then ends, I think it's like the end of it is basically supposed to be um, the end of uh, like maybe right up until like the end of either the end of Last Jedi or the beginning of Rise of Skywalker. But it's it it was like this weird little bridge gap show and it was it was not a great show. (laughs) Yeah, but I was like, so was Clone Wars and that went seven seasons. (laughs) Well, but that wasn't really... But it was it was a little different because it wasn't happening at the same time. It was happening years later, so like the movies had all already come out. They were just making Clone Wars because they wanted to make Clone Wars, and I don't think they ever. I, I think you're right. I don't think they ever expected to make as much of it as they ended up making. But um, but it was it ended up being a good show, and they did. I think they had a little bit more specific plan with the Resistance because um, they were trying to fill a specific time slot. But um, but I don't know. Like it just wasn't a that show just didn't ever really catch uh, like it was just too it was a little too ridiculous a little too a little too childish mm-hmm. but um oh here's another actually here's another upgrade that i missed earlier for resistance um resistance x-wing is getting the underslung blaster cannon so after an enemy ship executes uh this is a cannon slot after an enemy ship executes a maneuver, you may perform this attack against it as a bonus attack. Um, it's a two dice mobile arc, um, range one only, with the with the little missile icon, so you don't get uh, you don't get your range one bonus using it. Um, it's got a white rotate action on it, and it has uh, attack target lock. Your dice can be modified only by spending a lock for the default effect. So basically uh, just like another kind of like, like it's a mobile turret snapshot kind of thing. Yeah, but you need the lock. But yeah, you do yeah, you have to have the lock ahead of time. That's that's caca right there. Yeah. <laughs> so now it would be kinda interesting to just like leave this I mean, you can use it as a regular as your regular attack, theoretically. So you could just you know, leave it rotated to the back or ro- or to the side or something and just give you an extra coverage arc. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you, if you happen to have something target locked when it, and it rolls in on you, then great, you know, but, you know, theoretically it, it just, I mean, having an X-Wing with 180 degree arc, you know, I mean, it's only at range one, but you know, it's, it's something, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's just the, the, the attack lock. Uh, yeah oh yeah it's that's a pretty brutal requirement for a for for like a snapshot effect 
It reminds me of like yeah. a blaster turret when it was a focus <laughs> requirement. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it's it's weird. I mean, I, I I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not seeing a lot of a lot of use for that one at the moment. But all right. Well, I think that wraps it up for all the new stuff. Um, what do we got? Uh, we got any shout outs? Any anything we want to talk about before we wrap it up? Well, I mean, we. We haven't really talked about it at all. I was uh, a little excited about uh, worlds slash galaxies. I don't know what it's. Oh called yeah, anymore. it's Universes, galaxies. Universities. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> universities. It's galaxies now. Is, is the official. Yeah. Um, so I signed up for Ryloth. Um, so kind of funny. Um, <laughs> based on my current schedule right now with the kids. Um, that it gives me the most amount of time for me to play while they're asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm in the exact same scenario, which is why I signed up for, uh, uh, the London one, Dathomir. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm also going to be playing in the wee hours of the night or morning or whatever. Yeah. yeah I have a good game plan. I'm like, I'm going to go to bed at like nine o'clock at night and then I'm going to wake up at like two o'clock in the morning and then get ready to play like 12 hours yeah yep. so it'll yep. be interesting um yep. you know and the, one of the things is it's funny you know we think about this and think about tournaments that we've been through and the fatigue factor um for for me sitting down in front of my computer with a cup of coffee um that's not going to be fatigue at all um so yeah. like having to like do this like the you know do it on a overnight um you know, actually, I, I feel like I'll probably be even more focused and, you know, energized than I am in a normal tournament when I'm waking up um, and then having to stand up for like 12 hours straight. So, yeah, what will be interesting to see is that as time, you know, because this this is going to span one. We just had the points update and then two, some of these events will be happening with new ships being introduced. Mm-hmm. So depending on the dates, because um, I think Dion said, uh, and by the way, for anybody who doesn't know, this is a Gold Squadron podcast a, a tournament that they're doing as uh, it's a community run event that um, is kind of it's acting as worlds. a it's not worlds, but it's a it's it's our but community version um, during the covid. Uh, so um, but yeah, I think he said um, any new products uh, will be usable after seven days. So if it comes out seven <laughs> is that days, the general rule? Is that no, the general rule, I think is like 11 days or something like that, or, okay. or 14 right, or yeah. something like that. So I think he's going, he's, yeah, I'm pretty sure he said he's going with seven days. So, um, we got new, we we got new content in September, October and November. Um, the November content won't be here in time for anything, but the September content sh- definitely will for, for what's the uh, September stuff and what's the October stuff? The September for me and the listeners. Yeah, the September stuff is the um the stuff that was announced forever ago. It's the G shuttle, the HMP um droid shuttle or droid ship. The lat and the lat eye for the Republic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah, so those will definitely be making a difference and um, especially, I, I mean, like, like we just talked about, I really think the G shuttle is going to make a big difference for first order, at least, at least for, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really excited to play it. So, <laughs> um, yeah. but the, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Um, so, so you're going to have that new stuff coming out in September at some point. So depending on what, 
uh, which one of these events you're playing in, you may have to deal with that. I uh, said, so then there's also a possibility of the, of the next wave after that, um, uh, which I believe is the, uh, I can't remember. Honestly, I cannot remember the order these were all coming in. Oh, I think it's the tie heavy and the, um, and the, uh, the heralds of hope, uh, resistance pack. Um, I think is this the next thing coming in October and then November is kind of the biggest wave. Um, it's the, uh, it's the Django Fett slave one for separatists, uh, the droid tri fighter, Mm -hmm. uh, the Ada two Actus and the Nimbus class V wing. Um, so between, you know, by the end of November, between now and the end of November, uh, separate separatists and Republic are getting three new ships, which is huge. I mean, that is just a lot of new content for those two factions. So, yeah, just getting caught up and surpassing, you know, resistance or first order just because. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they'll be at that will, cause they're both at five right now. So, so basically those two factions and for, and first order are at five. And then after, by the end of this year, First Order will be at six. They'll be at eight yeah. ships each. Yeah. Um, and Resistance, I think, will be still at six. Yeah, it's a problem. I, I, I mean, it's a problem. I think. Resistance is seven if you count the pod separately. But yeah, uh, it'll yeah, still yeah. be lower. Yeah, they'll leave Prog Resistance. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, I think uh, we'll call it a night here, guys. Um, appreciate you making it out. You ready? Yep. Dials down. Bottoms, Bottoms up. up. Bottoms up. up.